Why, hello there. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Carl Sagan, and today we're going to discuss the billions of stars that there are in the sky. Those that are visible and non-visible to the human eye. It is said that there is to be millions upon billions of stars in the sky, in space. And we can count those stars if we look outside in the night, into the sky, and see little dots peppered throughout the sky. Those are the stars in our sky. That was our special guest that we had on. Um, that was Carl Sagan, everybody. Hope you enjoyed uh, hearing a word from today's guest. Billions upon billions of stars. But we are back with another podcast. I'm, I will say, I'm not the best at introductions. I'm not the best introductionalist host. Um, but I will say, I, I tend to hear podcasts where they're incredible at their introduction. They have the best introductions. They go on for five minutes on their introductions. You know, they'll, they'll say, you know, you know, welcome back. Hello, how are you doing? It's been a while. And they go on for five minutes, and then they have no content. I may not have a great introduction, but at least I have content which I have none of. So not only are you getting a you know a, a very basic pretty low tier introduction, but you know what's to come for content. It's equal to the introduction. And some other podcasters have a pretty banging introduction. 5 minutes of introducing and you know welcoming everyone in just to let them know they have nothing they have nothing on the table. They have no content, which can be a little bit disappointing. It can be, it's more disappointing to have a good introduction than a subpar introduction with equal content. Unless people get settled in for five minutes and they really want to be done up in the introduction just so, you know, just so that they're less likely to leave. You know, you have such a good introduction that you don't, you know, you really don't need that much content because you're already hook, line, and sinker with the with the intro, and now they're they're in it for whether it be an hour, two. You could be going for three and a half hours as long as you got a good five minute introduction. You've got them for that entire three hours. But if you have a subpar introduction, you're really telling them you're telling them too much of the truth. Well, this, you know, intro subpar. I mean, it could be slightly entertaining. That's too, that's two on the nose for every podcast. It's just entertaining enough. I wonder if the whole podcast is going to be just entertaining enough to keep my attention. I'm going to stray away before I even get a chance to answer my own question. You'd be right in doing so. But then again, if it was a better introduction, you wouldn't have questioned yourself either way. And you'd stay for however long. You know? Until the cows come home, as they say in southern dialects. It's, 
I want to know where, where the origins of that saying came from, till the cows come home. I would imagine farmers. That's probably the origin story of till the cows come home. And a, a, a specific time frame for when the cows come home is probably around 6, 7 a.m. When the, when, just at sunrise. At, 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 the, at dawn. I would, I would assume. Speaking of which, I have another food review today. We're gonna we're gonna review this food in detail, in depth, a little bit later on in the show. But we it, it's a special segment that everyone seems to love. By everyone, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody likes the segment. I'm not even sure I like the segment. But it's an interesting segment. Because we we give we give thanks and we give shout outs to the snacks and the food that we love without being paid. No sponsors. Um, so it's gonna be a generic name for the food unless we can get sponsored. Um, just like today's sponsored beverage is citrus flavored soda. You can't trademark citrus flavored soda because to describe the soda you would you would have to use the term citrus and flavored and uh, soda soda is not trademarked but coca-cola is Which makes you wonder, why are there so many cola trademarked brands like Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, Ro uh, Royal Crown Cola? But none of them are soda. Why not Pepsi-Soda? Why not Coca-Soda? Coca-Soda. A Coca-Soda. I have a refreshing Coca-Soda. You mean a Coca-Cola? Nah, a Coca-Soda. Club soda? I don't know if club soda is trademarked though. Does anybody remember Czech? Czech soda? That was like the uh, Sam's Club knockoff soda. Battery, I think you. I think Sam's Club had their own soda. I think it was called Sam's Club soda. But I think it was Czech soda as well. Or Czech cola. Czech cola is pretty good. They have every flavor of Czech cola. They've got their uh, Dr. Pepper flavor. They got their Coca-Cola flavor. I'm pretty sure they have grape flavor. They have root beer flavor. They have they ha they have so many cans. They have a white can, an orange can, a red can, a purple can, a uh, brown can, a uh, I don't think they have a. I think they may have a yellow can for some type of citrus soda. Maybe that is a possibility. Check soda. Check, please. They do have the blue can, which is the Tropical Island Soda. They got strawberry, cola, grape, orange, lemon lime, orange pineapple. So they do have a green, they have a green can. 
Oh, this is the can I remember. This can right here. Check. Orange. It's got the, uh, I don't know how to describe it. The can is, it's a colored can. It's got a check mark in the middle of the can and the pattern underneath where it says check, that's, it's, it's like diagonally written like Dr. Pepper. C-H-E-K, not C-K, just, just K. And underneath the, uh, the check mark and the, uh, the title of the can, or the, the soda, which is Czech Soda, it, it has the, um, the, uh, th that design, that 90s Big Gulp logo, you know, like the blue with the, with the purple, and it's kind of, it's kind of zigzaggy, like bluish, reddish, with, with the white background, the that logo, that like, that that logo. What is it? What is that logo? Nineties. What I even? How would I even look it up? Nineties soda. Nineties. Nineties to go. Cup. Logo. There it is. Jazz. That's what it, it kind of looks like jazz on the can of Czech, but in, a, in different colors. There's different colors to it, but it seems to be based on what flavor it is. There's also diet Czech. Those are the white cans. Diet Czechs are the white cans. Imagine it's kind of like LaCroix. But actual soda, and it's not, it, it, it's not just bubbly water. But the 90s to-go cups, or disposable cups, was a design introduced in 1992, and it was called Jazz. It's the blue... Uh, thing like the like the teal side to side paintbrush thing with like a, a darker blue zigzaggy line with a white background and it was on to-go cups paper cups people started to make uh, fashion accessories for the jazz cups the designer Koi Vin Regina, I, I don't, that's definitely a, not an American name. Oh, it's purple. It's not blue. I'm colorblind. That's the problem. So it's teal and purple. It's a teal and purple design. And it's been a... Been a, it's been a, it's been an iconic logo for decades. So you can also get windbreaker jackets with this design on there. I don't I don't know if they have any check merchandise. I I will have to look into that after the program. I will look into uh, check 
merchandising and perhaps they have their own types of merchandise because the Czech cans have a sort of an iteration of jazz on the face of their cans or at least the old school cans not like too old school but like early 2000s old school the newer cans seem to have a completely different design which you know you gotta update the brand every now and then but the new design just looks pretty weak honestly their moves are weak compared to um, their old school look where it had a jazz sort of logo on the can in earlier variations and now my recent searches are leading me to uh, I, I don't know if anyone's ever had Clover Valley off-brand sodas but Dr. Topper is one of them it's like Dr. Pepper but different there's also Stars and Stripes soda I don't know if anyone's ever had that Shasta Twist which is the lemon lime off-brand soda I feel like I've had Stars and Stripes cold, or like I've seen it I've seen it around I don't know what it tastes like but it's there Welch's the people the people that are known for their fruit and their fruit snacks and their fruit juices they have their own sodas again these are all real soda flavors grape orange mango lemon the works it's the works Tumble, flip and twirl. These are just this is just getting out of hand. These are ridiculous, these these soda names. And these soda gadgets. There's these soda gadgets I'm looking at right now. You're not gonna believe this. You flip the two liter of soda upside down onto like a, a little sprout thing, a little spout. And then it filters the it funnels the two liter of soda down into the spout, and then it goes up the spout into the uh, spout portion that you you flip open in which it pours out the soda not a physics major just saying but it doesn't look like it would work all that well but I mean check soda $1.99 for a 12 pack if you if you're really craving soda I mean you can't beat $2 for a pack of 12, especially at Sam's Club or any other major retail location. You can spend $1.99 on a pack of 12 check discounted sodas, or you can spend $1.99 on one aluminum bottled can of Coca Cola branded drinks. Like, it's really up to you, but I mean the aluminum bottled shape can, bottle, I guess it's a bottle, but it's made of aluminum, of the Coca-Cola products are really cool. I dig them. I think they're pretty cool. Not as cool as the glass bottle, but equal to the glass bottle. And they're $1.99 as well. I mean, yeah, I could get a 12-pack 
of some um, Czech soda. But I I wouldn't have it in a nice aluminum uh, b- b- bottle. A bottle-shaped aluminum can bottle. I guess it's still a bottle. But nothing beats this one. Rocket Fizz Sweet Corn Soda. It's sweet corn flavored soda. It's like the same brand that has the uh, ranch dressing soda and the bacon soda. Remember when everything was bacon flavored? Hey guys, remember when everything was bacon flavored when the world was so simple and you had bacon flavored everything? And whoa. I mean, everything was made of uh, was bacon, bacon this, bacon wrap this, bacon wrap that. Now this is an interesting bet. Five curious Californian soda trends or food trends. The picture that I saw, four of these make sense, and we've already seen from Doctor Fizz himself. Lester Fizz, Doctor Lester Fizz, Colonel Doctor Lester Fizz. You got the ranch dressing soda, which is very common, and it looks murky in the picture. It's just a murky looking water. I don't know how that would taste. I feel like if there's no sugar involved, except for like the ranch itself, it might not be that bad. And that sounds like I might would want like a six pack or maybe a, tw- a, a case of them. Like, you know, it, it depends on how it tastes. I don't think it'd be that bad if it had like a briny flavor to it. Right? I don't know why I'm why I'm trying to even defend ranch dressing soda that defies all more than one, a lot of aspects of just it's nearly a crime against humanity but it's there it's real and dr colonel lester fritz fizz uh is making a, is making a fortune off of these ranch dressing sodas then again i can't imagine he's making a fortune off a of ranch dressing soda and then the other one we've seen this is the sweet corn version of uh soda we're talking about sodas different kinds of sodas and we got we got sidetracked on this topic because of the jazz logo um, if you don't know the jazz logo, uh, we just talked about it. You know, keep your ears in check, okay? This is very important stuff we're covering. Yeah, but the sweet corn soda, that one might not be that bad. It's sweet corn. It's not like regular corn. So it's like, it, it's not like they had the uh, the juice of like canned corn and then just sodified it. This is sweet corn. So um, it could be good would probably taste like um actually I don't know how that would taste buttery like a butter beer and I shouldn't even be trying to find ways to kind of defend it or describe it because it's sweet corn soda this one the next one that we have if I mean if I had to like at face value rate it ranch dressing soda 1 out of 10 
sweet corn soda. I don't know, 1.5 out of 5. The next one that we have is a bit interesting. It's got an orange look to it. It looks like orange soda. And the sweet corn uh, soda looks... It, it looks like urine. It does. It's gold. It's very gold. Now that I think about it, the picture that I'm looking at has five sodas. We're going from right to left. And they each progressively look like more and more dehydrated urine. The ranch dressing is kind of clear. It looks hydrated. Sweet corn, it's yellow. Maybe you should drink some more water. This one's on an orange kind of color. That kind of gold orange color where you think to yourself, I should probably drink half a gallon of water. ASAP. And this colored soda is the soda of Dr. Colonel, he's not a doctor, psychologist, Lester Frizz, Fizz, Big Fizz, Big Soda Fizz Frizz, Buffalo Wing Soda Original. Original Buffalo Wing Soda. Huh. Now here's the thing is that it's called Buffalo Wing Soda. Not Buffalo Wing Sauce Soda. Not Hot Sauce Soda. Buffalo Wing Soda. Buffalo Wing Soda. Which evokes so many questions, philosophies, answers that I would want, that I know I'm not gonna get. But does it taste like chicken? As well as buffalo sauce. Because it's a buffalo wing. It's not buffalo wing sauce soda. Maybe that was too long to put on the label. Maybe it is buffalo wing sauce. But they have a chicken wing as part of the label. Maybe that's why it's original. There's been hot sauce sodas before. But this is original buffalo wing soda. Tastes like chicken. And it's also got... A hot sauce flavor. It's got an orange look to it. Almost looks like orange crush. And it really begs the question. What the frick does it taste like? Does it taste like chicken? Does it taste like hot sauce? Is it a mixture of both? I guess we'll never know. It's a curious trend. That's for sure. To have... I guess if you're going to have ranch dressing soda. You might as well have buffalo wing soda. I'm surprised there's not barbecue sauce soda. Or ketchup soda. It's neither here nor there. Um, this one that we had, the next one on the list is the, the bacon soda. And again, get off topic, on topic. We're back to the bacon soda that's part of this five-piece image that we're looking at, that I'm looking at. You can't really see it, but I'm describing it to you, so, you know, use your imagination as you will. Bacon soda. Bacon, Dr. Colonel, professor of the arts of psychological crime solver, investigator, Franz Fritz, Colonel Lester Frizz Fizz, back with bacon soda. The there's a there's a slogan on each bottle as well. 
from Colonel's uh, uh, Frizz, Lester Frizz Fizz. His face is on the bottle with his name, and it says uh, the, the slogan is uh, Y'all Get Your Fixins. Um, I don't know what that means in particular, like word by literal or metaphorical. I kind of don't understand it. I guess I get it. It's just like you just say it, I guess. Literally, I, it's, it's nonsense. It doesn't make sense. But that's like his, uh, that's his little saying from, from Colonel Lester, from Mr. Frizz Fizz, from Dr. Fizz Fizz himself. Y'all get your fixins. Uh, you hear? You hear? Y'all get your fixins, you hear? Bacon soda. Why was everything bacon? Candy bacon, pepper bacon, bacon bacon. Faking, making bacon, shaking. Shaking bacon. I mean, if you haven't used shake and bake at least once in your um, food career, or at least have said it, I recommend it. Shake and bake's pretty easy. I prefer panko breadcrumbs, but that's just me. And um, I can't make this up. Like I said, this is a five pack picture that I'm looking at. Five, just like there's five bottles with different flavors on them. I and mean, we're going from right to left. The last bottle on the left, oh, and the bacon, just a, just a heads up. The bacon is the most dehydrated urine you can think of where it's like brown. It's, it's, it's bronze. It's become bronze. And the last one, if your pee looks like regular cola, um, you know, I, I I would hold a funeral for your kidneys, or at least one of them, maybe both of them. But that's neither here nor there. You you might would want to get it checked out at least after the funeral. That's just my uh. It's my advice, I'm not a doctor. This one, I'm not making up. Uh, I, I, I easily sounds like I could. But this is the reason why I clicked on this link that shows these images. Now from this, up until this point, we've been seeing Dr. Colonel, psychologist, detective, Franz Frizz, Franz Ferdinand, Liz, Fizz. Lester, Uncle Lester, the Fester Quester, who's got a cousin named Chester. Those were the, those were the, pre, those were the previous four. What do you, what do you, what's that word for rhyming words or words that have like that begin with the same letter in a row. Like I, not a hyperbole, not a, not an, not an oxymoron, not an onomatopoeia. Maybe it's an onomatopoeia. No, I think onomatopoeia is like bazinga. I think that's an onomatopoeia. Maybe it's an oxymoron. I'm thinking of. It doesn't sound like an oxymoron just by the sound of the word. But an onomatopoeia is uh, Bulgaria with like quotations around it or uh, asterisks around it. Bing, pow, onomatopoeia. What I'm thinking of is a word 
that I just do not recollect. One of those words describes rhyming words in consecutive fashion, and another word is saying like big, bacon, buffalo, bewildering, where it's the same letter each word consecutively in a string of words. There's a word for that, and I'm not sure what it is, um, but that's the parable of life. Sometimes you, you know the you know the words, sometimes you don't. I could easily look it up, but that would take way too long for me to to dive into a, a search like that. I will have a scientist on the next program to describe those words in detail and the origins and poems in which they are referenced in because they are poetic uh, phonetic devices. Phonetically, phonetically mean that word kind of means like with your voice. With your vo phonetically, I phonetically pronounced phon uh, f uh, phonetically phonetics diatonically as well. I'm just saying words at this point. I realize I'm just distracting you guys from the fact that this last soda is not. From Dr. Colonel Lester Frizz Fizz. Fizz Fizz. Dr. Fizz Fizz. Um, because if it did have his face on it, on, on, on there, on there, on the, on the bottle, if this, if this man had, if this man had his face on the bottle, I turned southern for a second, because it's got, it's a southern kind of, it's got a southern look to him. And it had, and y'all get your fixes, your hair, Y'all get your fictions. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at this bottle, this last bottle. Now it makes sense for these other four bottles with the with Lester Frizz, and it says y'all get your fixins, and it's got it's it's his soda. You got ranch dressing soda, and it has a, a bowl of ranch dressing on the on the on the um on the label. The sweet corn has two husks of corn. The buffalo wing soda has a chicken wing on it. You know, ain't no thing but a, a chicken wing. Ain't no thing but a buffalo wing. Soda. I, I would like to see the ingredients on some of these. Uh, and, and the bacon soda, it's got a couple a couple slices of nice, nice crispy bacon. It appears to be crispy. But this last soda would be a little bit over the line if it had Frizz's, Fizz's face on it with y'all get your fixins. Um... For many reasons. Now, I can't read the entire label, but maybe they have another picture of said label. Jamba juice. It's not Jamba juice. I'm, I'm looking in the article for... Nope, not ginger beer. It's not ginger beer. Let me know what you guys think that this flavored soda is. Or what it looks like. Go on ahead and give me your guess. I would like to know the guess. What do you think is on the label? That's really the most important part. That's the only reason. 
Is it a corn dog? Maybe it's cheese flavored soda. You would be wrong. I wish it was cheese flavored soda. Because then it would just have a picture of cheese on the bottle. And not, um, not Osama bin Laden with bugged out eyes. You heard me correctly. It's a bottle of what looks like soda. It's not from it's not from Dr. Fizz. Don't don't worry. Dr. Fizz did not put his face on this bottle. This is not Dr. Fizz. Colonel Fizz. This is not Lester Fizz's soda. Okay. It's called uh, it says seal something. Seal Seal ya later. It's called Seal ya later. Seal, like see ya later. Like bye, bye bye, see ya, see ya later. But it's called Seal ya later. With Osama bin Laden on the bottle with his eyes bugged out. And it's probably a damn good cola. I'm guessing it's like, maybe it's like a root beer. I wonder. There's no information on this. I went up and down with my scroll wheel many times looking for information on it. But it's got Osama Bin Laden on it. With his eyes bugged out. Seal you later. Is that, is that what they said? Is that what SEAL Team 6 said when they raided his room? Was that the last thing Osama Bin Laden heard before he died? Seal you later? Hey Osama, seal you later. And then they made a soda out of it? Instead of the do instead of mentioning that in the documentary, they made a soda about it. That is... That is frightening. I'm, I'm like appalled by the soda. The fact that it's real. Apparently you can find this soda in California. So, um, if you're in the California area, you could probably find Seal You Later Soda and seal yours today. Or, or you know, when wherever you find sodas. Oh, yo. Oh, my God. There's more bacon-flavored soda. There's so many. Why was bacon a trend back in, like, 2010? It's around that time, I guess. But 2010s are... It's around that time. There's a... There's, it's a good... It's a good year. Because it might have been, like, a couple years before 2010, but then a couple years after 2010. Around 2010, that... Time frame is when bacon seemed to be very popular. Now this bacon soda, this particular bacon soda is Dr. Frizz is back. Dr. Frizz Fizz is back. I'm not even sure if that's his name. I can't really read the text, but it's Dr. Fester Frizz Fizz. Um, no, it's Lester. That's what it's Lester Fester. It's Lester Fixins. It's Fixins, not Fizz. 
It would be cool. It would be cool if his name was Fizz. I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. I know I let everybody down. His name is not Dr. Fizz. It's Dr. Fixins. Lester Fixins. And he's not a doctor. It doesn't say anywhere on there that he's a doctor, psychologist, detective. It doesn't say any of these things. It just says his name, Lester Fixins. That's where the slogan, Get Your Fixins, derives from. It's from his last name, Fixins. Lester Fixins, get your Fixins. So I'm glad we, you know, tied up those loose ends. This bacon soda has chocolate. Which makes sense, I guess. I mean, bacon was being smothered and covered and devoured all across the, uh, the United States, that is with bacon sprinkles put it on ice cream put it on put it on everything it's better with bacon bacon wrapped meatloaf bacon wrapped meat bacon bacon wrapped bacon with bacon meat caramelized bacon with caramel apple bacon bacon with cake with with cake cake bacon bacon cake and i ain't faking what's shaking my bacon these are, these are all sayings that you would hear in 2010, 2011, 2009. It, it riddled the population. For, for better or worse. Um, we still have a lingering tendency to uh, gravitate towards bacon more than, more than a lot of other items that could be in replacement of bacon. Um, we still, ha whenever someone mentions that it does have bacon, whenever you say a bacon double cheeseburger, it just sounds a little bit, it, it like, it gives you a, like a, not, not, not butterflies, but like a butterfly, like at least one butterfly kind of travels through your body when you hear that the, 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 the hamburger in question has bacon. Y you gravitate towards that more than a baconless cheeseburger. In most cases, that is. Now, this one is bacon soda with maple syrup. Now, that makes a little bit more sense. Makes more sense than the chocolate bacon soda. But you're, you're really traveling down a slippery slope. Now, I don't know how the buffalo wing soda would taste. I imagine it tastes pretty salty. You can't have sugar in that. And if you do, it's... That's gross. Same with the ranch dressing soda. You gotta make it salty. You gotta go full brine or just not make the soda at all. Same with the bacon soda. It's gotta be salty. It can't be sweet. And I think a reason that it might only be a salty soda, which should it shouldn't be in any name of soda. It shouldn't be a soda if it's not sweet. It's, it's like, just because it's carbonated, if they're just going to carbonate it and keep it salty, they should have just called it bacon, salty bacon juice. Carbonated bacon water. And not call it a soda. Like uh, this soda right here, this particular soda I'm drinking has 47 grams of sugar. 47 grams and 12 ounces. It's a hell of a lot. It's a hell of a lot. Now, 
47 grams in bacon water, in ranch dressing water, of sugar. It's enough to make you vomit. Like, literally, the, the, the flavors combining for the, the amount of sugar that's in it and the flavor that they're promoting would have a toxic taste, would it not? It's so sugary that it makes the, the flavor of it kind of vile tasting. And I imagine with the chocolate, you have a chocolate flavoring and a bacon flavoring mixed with sugar, and it, ta it, it probably tastes even more vile. And the maple syrup kind of makes sense. Tastes a little bit sugary. Maybe it's got like a fake maple additive that gives the aroma of maple with the bacon flavor that they put into it. And it probably tastes, it probably tastes like vomit probably not good. Lester Fixins, I don't know what to say. Now this one, oh my god, there's, there's a couple more. The one I just looked at was repulsive. The uh, other one that I had just looked at is, uh, didn't sound too terrible more I think about it, I don't know how you could... I guess you could get the essence of it, and it not be... Not be... Not be too bad? It's... It's the best one I've seen. Pumpkin pie soda. Pumpkin pie soda doesn't... It's not, it's not near, as war, near as bad as the other flavors that we've seen. If, if there's one soda that could turn out to be a, not not saying like a, a fabulous soda, not a great soda, but the best one of the bunch seems to be pumpkin pie soda. It seems like something you could make not taste like vomit. And then the next one that I saw that I had a verbal sigh nearly Still from Dr. Fixin, Lester Fixins. He's not a doctor. I can't. I don't know why I'm calling him a doctor. He's not a doctor. Peanut butter and jelly soda. That probably tastes like vomit. Peanut butter and jelly soda. It's in 12 ounce fluid ounces of carbonated water, peanut butter, and jelly. Jelly is very acidic. Peanut butter is oily and has its own flavor. You mix those two together, you got vomit-flavored water. I think I'd rather drink the bacon soda and ranch dressing soda than peanut butter and jelly because that, that will undoubtedly taste like vomit. There's no way that it wouldn't taste like vomit. And I think that's... Oh, there's more. Is this a Mrs. Fixins? Oh my god, there's a Miss Fixins. There's a... There's a Melba Fixins. Melba Fixins. Well, I must have been correct in some regard with the pumpkin pie soda. Because holy shit, did they run with it. Listen to this. And I'm just now discovering this, it's blowing my mind. 
the pumpkin pie soda, just by hearing all the other sodas that we've we've heard today, it's by far the most appealing. It's not even appealing. It's not appealing, but it's the most appealing and probably the best flavor that they have. Probably doesn't taste like vomit. It's probably decent. They must have known this because Mrs. Melba Fixins has her own six-pack variety of sodas. I'm guessing the wife of Lester, Lester Fixins, because this six-pack includes peaches and cream soda, apple pie soda, strawberries and cream soda, key lime pie soda, lemon meringue pie, and cherries and cream soda. All pies. And the labels include each flavor, respectively, in their pie form, with or without whipped cream. Peaches and cream, probably not that bad. Apple pie, probably not that bad. Strawberries and cream, you can't mess up, you can't mess up strawberries and cream, I guess. Key lime pie, probably not that bad. Lemon meringue pie, probably not that bad. Cherries and cream, probably not that bad. Drinkable, sustainable. Not something I would drink personally, but they did run with it, and they they made six they made six varieties of pies in soda form. Apparently, that was his wife's um, recipes. Oh no, we got more. Oh, if you thought pies weren't enough, what about what about this? You know what you think about this? Melba's back. Damn, I think Melba has more sodas than than her wife. I mean, than her wife, than her husband. His wife, her, she, Miss Melba. I'm getting tongue-tied over here. Melba has more flavors of fixin' soda than uh, Lester. She has the pie variants, which are six flavors, and she has five more. Is it five or is it three? Oh, well, she's got three more. So she has nine flavors of soda. I think Lester has, like, seven. Perhaps. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, no, they have about the same amount. Because if you count the... If you count the maple bacon soda and the um, chocolate bacon soda, he's got... He's got eight of them. And the Melba has about nine. Eight or nine. This one is, um... These are the cake variants. We've got carrot cake flavored soda, birthday cake flavored soda, and strawberry shortcake flavored soda. After reading all of these sodas and looking at them, my stomach is doing nauseous flips. It's making me nauseous. And I don't know how I feel about it. 
imagining any of these not tasting like vomit is blowing my mind. Oh no, he does have a ninth flavor. Uh, D Mr. Dr. Lester Fritz, fi uh, Fixin, rather, Lester Fixins, he does have a ninth soda. And that one is not terrible. Doesn't sound terrible. It's coffee soda. Coffee flavored soda. I don't see how that could be bad. It's not really even that unique. Carbonated soda? Or carbonated coffee? I'm pretty sure they already have that. Is that what monster coffee is? Coffee flavored monster? Or is it just regular canned coffee with no carbonation? I don't know if it's carbonated. I haven't. I actually have never had Java Monster. But I hear it's. I mean, a lot of people drink it. It seems to be like a, th a thing that people enjoy. It's probably enjoyable. It's. Probably. Jeez Louise. Sodas. Sodas. Those are some odd sodas. Oh, and Check also has Doctor Check. That's the brown can. It's Doctor Check, or it's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a rose, a, a dark red, a reddish brown, like a brick, like a brickish maroon color. Doctor Check is your Doctor Pepper flavor of Check soda. So I'm glad we were able to wrap that up. Is Czech the best flavor of soda? Or brand of soda for cola? Probably not. Prob definitely not. It probably tastes syrupy. Like a lot of sodas. But $1.99 for a 12-pack. I mean... who? How can you beat that? Moxie, on the other hand, is a different story. I don't know if anybody's ever had Moxie. It tastes like rum and coke without the rum. So if you're into that rum and coke flavor without the rum, uh, you would like Moxie. That's all that it is. It tastes like a medicine soda. Which is actually the appeal of it. Which is something that I didn't think was a flavor that people enjoyed legitimately without alcohol medicine flavored soda rum and coke without the rum or rum and coke without the alcohol uh, it would probably taste good as a mixer as well but just like straight liquor I guess because you know, it already tastes like a like a rum and coke just doesn't have the alcohol in it. Jones flavor soda is actually pretty good. Jones is uh, pretty underground. Not really underground. It's a uh, it's a soda that you can find at different places, but they're not they're not a hundred percent mainstream. I recommend Jones soda. Jones soda 
is pretty good. My buddy introduced me to Jones Soda, and he gave me a few of them. And they have unique um, images on their labels. Every, or most of their uh, flavors that they have, they, they update them every now and then, I think. With uh, user-submitted images. Use, I say user submitted images, but people people submit their images, and they'll update their sodas with a Lucky Fuse uh, pictures. They have a lot of good flavors. They have the basic flavors. Their their soda their or their cola flavor is pretty good. Cream soda is all right. The what is it? Strawberry or. I think it's strawberry. The strawberry soda is really good. And what else? The orange soda is pretty good too. And the grape one. The grape soda is also pretty good. Jones's soda, everybody. If I had to recommend a soda that's you know a little bit out of the ordinary of of regular Coca-Cola products and Pepsi Cola products, I recommend Jones soda. A lot of different flavors, and they're all they're all good. Like, that's the thing about it. There's a couple that I haven't had. Like I hadn't, I hadn't had their root beer flavor, and I don't think I've had their berry flavor. I haven't had their berry flavor. I've had their foo foo flavor, and, and that's really that's like a passion fruit kind of, I guess. But I haven't had their root beer flavor. But I assume it's pretty good. Jones soda, really good, very good. Very good. So many different types of sodas. Cinnamon cola. Cinnamon flavored soda. It's probably probably good, right? Oh, here's another. It's Rocket Fizz. Hold on. I just found the Osama Bin Laden soda. They're out of stock. Damn, you hate to see it. Seal you later. What flavor is it? That's all I want to know. It's Rocket Fizz. Knock knock. Who's there? America. Seal you later. They're they're out of stock. But what flavor? It's pure cane sugar. It's made with pure cane sugar. Oh, it tastes like watered down Coke. Damn. Ooh, and I got a review for the Buffalo Wing Soda. Um, smells sort of spicy, so you're thinking it will taste like buffalo sauce. It does not. It, it's more like an orange creamsicle soda, which is even more disgusting because it's weird. One, our tester said. The sweet corn soda, it really did taste like liquefied sweet corn, so to be fair, at least the flavor is what it's supposed to be, but our panel's verdict was absolutely horrendous. Bacon soda. The bacon soda didn't taste like liquefied bacon, we're not sure if that's good or bad, it smelled like maple syrup and glue, and then tasted like maple syrup and glue. Ranch dressing went downhill pretty quickly when we smelled it before drinking. It definitely smelled like ranch, but not in a good way. 
One tester remarked that if ranch dressing were a person, it would most certainly look like Lester from Lester's Fixins. The soda is cloudy white color, and when you drink it, it almost tastes like Sprite, but if someone stuffed ranch dressing up your nose at the same time. Several testers had to chase ranch dressing with whiskey to get rid of the taste. For your enjoyment, one RFT staffer agreed to chug the bottle. Oh, and here's a video of him chugging the bottle of ranch dressing. Can we play this? We can play the audio, I suppose. Ranch dressing soda. What, and what's the motto? Uh, Yo, get your fixins. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Oh, there he goes. He's chugging it. Damn, he's going for a slow chug, but he's chugging the whole thing. Oh my god. Oh. oh. <laughs> no ranch pressing first. Hey, he got two bucks for it. Oh, oh. Or <laughs> He had, to chase, he had to chase it with whiskey to uh, get rid of the get rid of that gnarly flavor. That dude chugged it in like two seconds. It looked like he was sipping it, but he was chugging it. Ranch dressing soda. If you ever need, you know, to get the party started with a drink, but you're you're scared about that first drink, just drink some uh, ranch dressing soda, and you'll you'll want to chase it with whiskey. You need the opposite of a chaser just to get the party started. You know what soda to get. Any of Lester Fixin, Lester's Fixin's soda. But yeah, apparently the uh, the Osama bin Laden soda it is it is sold out. Uh, apparently on some of these. Some of the websites, some of the, uh, some of these places that you can buy, uh, the Osama Bin Laden soda, I hate to, I hate to tell you, but it is sold out and on, on some of these, some of these places. Oh, so there is a vomit soda, but it's also out of stock. It's called Barf Soda. Might as well, might as well have, might as well have Barf Soda. Now this... I'm surprised isn't more popular because they used to be popular during the summer at like uh, skate rinks like um, you know where you put on like some skates you rent out some skates and then you go skating on the uh, the nice slick floor that they have for you or you could play a couple of the arcade games that they'd have there I remember my first skate rink that I went to it, I remember it like it was yesterday. I put on, I couldn't put on like the rollerblades because I didn't know how to rollerblade. So I had to put on, the, you know, the classic 70s four-wheel skates. And I'd skate around the ring for a couple minutes, get a couple laps in. Enjoy the nice lights, the dimmed lights with uh, the nice party lights that they would shine on the floor and around the, around the rink itself. And then... I would uh, take my time getting off of the rink and kind of slowly pedal my way towards the uh, Tekken 3 arcade cabinet that they would have there. It was really cool. There used to be so many birthday parties that would happen there. It was really cool. 
But a thing that they would sell at concessions would be uh, pickle pops. And they they do have them now. They well, obviously they have them now, but that would be like a um, be like a nice summer treat because the briny pickle juice flavor would just taste infinitely better in popsicle form. It hydrates you, and it tastes good if you like pickles, especially. But they would come in these little. Like, uh, little plastic pouches. Uh, kind of small, like, like, half the size of a Gogurt pouch, but twice the thickness. And, you would, all you have to do is just freeze it. Because it's literally just pickle juice in a pouch. And then when you freeze it, it becomes a popsicle. So it makes sense for them to have pickle juice soda. It just straight up says pickle juice soda on it with pickles in the background. Two ninety nine. For a, um, for a one bottle. Oh, it's made with pure cane sugar. Why don't these people just put pickle juice in a bottle and carbonate it? Or, like... That just sounds horrid. Oh, and of course, you got mustard-flavored soda. Is this the soda podcast episode? I think it is. Uh, you got bug bar. This is just ridiculous. It's just stupid at this point. I mean, I don't... I don't know what else to call it. Damn, bar flavor comes in different colors. This one looks fluorescent. It looks like it glows in the dark. It's like a... It's like a purple. It's like a pinkish glowing purple. I might have to get me one of those. Checkmate. <laughs> Zero calorie cola. Check and checkmate. This is this is the zero calorie call. It's like diet check, but this one has zero calories. I'm so enthralled and lost in these different check, in these in, the, in these sodas, these godforsaken soda flavors. I need a break. It's time for the food review. We have what is known. Across many places that you can find these. Ginger Snaps. I'm not going to say what particular brand because this is state, local, uh, branded Ginger Snaps. You can only find these in this state. But here's a good thing about it. Proudly made in the USA. Um, it's got a description of his, his, uh, his, like, his speech. He says his speech on the back. It, sa it says it, th these are his cookies and they're not for sale in California because of the FFC or the FPC or because of some reason these cookies are not for sale in California. Now you can get the Osama Bin Laden soda in California but if you're looking for these particular ginger snaps you're going to be able to find them in California because they're not for sale in California. Now let's take a look at the ingredients of uh, these ginger snaps, see if we can find anything that's interesting on them. They're... they're made with enriched flour, you know, wheat flour, niacin, reduced to iron, thiamine, mononitrate, riboflavin, and folic acid, sugar, and... what does that say? Interesterified, 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 soybean oil, 
Interesterified soybean oil. What does that mean? Like rehydrogenated? Is that like margarine? But interesterified. Interesterified. They put that on the ingredients list, people. And I don't know if it's a word. Interesterified soybean oil. That's like the first thing that comes up. It's the process of swapping or rearranging fatty acids within a tag. Or between tags. Um, soybean oil. What does that mean? Interesterified soybean oil diet presents the same fatty acid composition as soybean oil, but higher SFA content. Why? It rearranges the fat content. It helps reduce the levels of saturated fats. Is it so they can say that there's less trans fat or saturated fats when there's the same amount? They just kind of tried to, they just rearranged it. It's another word for saying that there's more fat in this than, than is led to believe. says there's 1.5 grams of fat total grams of fat three grams of fat it's probably like six grams of fat it's a it's a it's a way to, for them to say that they adjusted it without letting you know what they're adjusting so they can have a better number label on their label better numbers on their label i don't really know and i really don't care but it just it didn't really sound like a real word, so I had to sort of confirm if it was a real word, and it is. And it seems to be a dumb food industry process, like many food industry processes. It's another dumb one. So we have that with molasses, spices, caramel color, baking soda, salt, soy, lecithin, and ammonium bicarbonate may be produced with genetic engineering, contains soy and wheat, may contain peanuts, coconut, pecans, milk, and eggs. Alright, these better be a good ginger snap. Alright, I'm reaching into the bag, we're gonna pull out one, we'll give it a, uh, we'll give it a once over, let's see what we got. We got a, it's a nice bite-sized ginger snap, round cookie ginger snap, it's about about an inch and a half in diameter mm, it does it does have a, a, a nice gingery cinnamony smell to it which is good for a ginger snap you, know, you, you want your ginger snap to to have a nice crinkly bag to come in and a nice cinnamony Cinnamon, 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 ginger smell. The aroma is very powerful, very sweet, spicy. I think that's. I think I'm smelling the spices that were put into it. It didn't specifically say ginger or cinnamon. It just said spices, and I smell the spice. 
that is in this cookie. So without further ado, let's give it a bite. Let's see how it is. First impression is, is it's a gingerbread cookie, but it snaps. It's a ginger snap. It doesn't it doesn't bite like a soft cookie. Oh, and it's got a snappy flavor. It's got a nice spice of a of a ginger flavor. And that's why they call them ginger snaps, because they snap, as opposed to being a gingerbread uh, cookie, which can be soft, softer. This is as hard and rigid as it gets. That is something that would go great with some milk. Those are absolutely delicious. This episode is sponsored by Barf Soda and Ginger Snaps. Get you a bag and bottle today. Oh, you're not going to believe this. The literal next soda that I had in my list of sodas that I'm looking at is Ginger Root Beer. Ginger Root Beer. And we just ate a Ginger Snap. This was unplanned. I was not expecting this. I was not expecting the next soda for me to look at to have ginger in it. In the name, in the soda. Let alone ginger anything. I was expecting, alright, maybe I, maybe I was expecting like ginger beer at some point. But ginger root beer? What? And I just had the ginger snap? I just had the ginger snap. The next soda I look at is ginger beer. Something, something. Someone could make a joke about breaking the matrix or... Something like that. It's just a coincidence, honestly. And it's a, it's a, it's a coincidence that fits my narrative. We had a ginger snap. That only makes sense that the next soda we look at is a uh, ginger root beer by a uh, brand that I'm not gonna say because I'm not getting paid by any of these brands. I'm not getting paid by Czech Soda either. So there's that. Then again, I'm not really recommending Czech Soda. I'm just saying that Czech Soda is a thing. Was a thing. At some point, I think they still are. I mean, they definitely are. They're still around. It's just, uh, probably not the best soda to get into. Probably shouldn't get, you shouldn't get into any soda. It's unhealthy. Unless the soda flavor is called Freshy. This diet check is called Freshy. Freshy flavored soda. It's not fresh soda. It's freshy soda. And this is the low calorie citrus soda. Not like Checkmate. Checkmate is zero calories. And it's not like Tab soda either. Don't get it confused. Tab is sugar free. Great taste. One calorie. Tab soda. I don't even know how they're still around. I guess because they were, they got into the soda game a long time ago so they're still around kind of like RC Cola they just been in the game for so long that they just they haven't died out even though they nobody drinks it nobody nobody really drinks RC Cola are you kidding me it's a good soda don't get me wrong it's a, it's a good cola but I mean there's Coca-Cola. There's so many other colas that are equally better. And 
by equally better. I mean, equal or better. And Tab Soda? I, I don't get it. How's Tab Soda still around? There's a soda machine at, 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 at the local Walmart, or a Walmart, that I went to, and it, and it has Tab. It's not Tab, it's a Tab machine. You know how Coca-Cola machines have, like, it says Coca-Cola, but you can get, like, a, I don't know, a Pepsi or something out of it? This is a Tab soda machine. I don't know how they're they're still killing it, apparently. Allegedly. Seems like it. That's enough soda talk. We're, we're, we've went through... Well, we didn't go through, like, the entire history of sodas or all different types of sodas, but um, we went through a, a bunch of sodas, it, it seems like. And, um, you know, some people collect sodas. Right? Do people collect sodas? Is that a thing? Collecting sodas? Because it has your favorite NASCAR driver on the face of it? That's, I mean, that's the only reason why people in the South collect sodas, is because it has a, a, a race car driver or a or a team on on the can or bottle so it becomes collectible I mean obviously you can't drink out of the soda because you're collecting it but um and you can never drink it if it becomes a collectible because it the soda goes out of date um but that's a risk and a price that you have to pay and you're willing to take okay when collecting sodas, that is. So, um... Yeah, big news. I got... I, I have 330 followers on TikTok. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty big now. It's, uh, it's kind of a big deal. Um... I'm guaranteed at least... And at most, uh, one like per post that I make. So, uh, and I, I, you know, it is what it is. I've never been this famous before. I think the power, if it does go to my head, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll keep it grounded on the podcast. But I mean, I mean, I've, I've, I've reached the top. I've reached the pinnacle of it. I've reached the tipping point. And it feels good. Knowing that I've peaked. And that I will only keep getting better. I get better with age. Right? That's how it works, right? That's how fame works. You just stay famous and keep getting more famous. 300 followers. When's it going to stop? 350 followers? I mean, that's a pretty big milestone in and of itself, but I think it can be done a lot of people I got I got people I know I'm pretty famous <laughs> what can I say I'll put it in my bio welcome back to the mad partial podcast with your famous host your over 300 followers on tiktok host moi moi am I can I listen am I now allowed to listen to Gucci Mane because I'm rich and famous I get the bag. I get the bag. Or, um, 
It's Gucci. Or whatever he says. Is that his catchphrase? Is that his slogan? I'm Gucci. Gucci Mane. Hello, it is me, Gucci Mane. It's Gucci. Get out of my lane, because I have road rage. It's Gucci. Is that what he says in his, um, in his music? I believe so. I think that's half, if not 75% of his uh, lyrical content. And interpret that as you will. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it's interesting, it's funny, it's grounded, you know. And I have over 300 followers. I'm as famous as Gucci Mane. I can't believe it. One's an Atlanta rapper, and I am just a very successful podcast host. It's just, uh... And I have such a loyal fan base. I mean, every time I drop merch, they pick it up for me. You know, the last time I, like the last time I dropped my jacket in public, someone, you know, kind of picked it up. I was like, hey, did you drop your jacket? Oh, yeah, thank you. So, you know, just every time I drop merch, people are always there to, you know, to pick it up, you know. And that in turn helps me financially helps with my credibility makes me more of a credible person the more merch that I drop the more credible I become I'm thinking about dropping my whole wardrobe pretty soon whether you know on the front lawn you know, maybe at a secure location I think I'll take it to the beach Beachwear is where it's at. And I'll make one drop at the beach of my entire wardrobe for uh, scavengers to sort through and to pick out their favorite. You know, I'll ask for a hefty donation, but they'll give it to me because they know I am super famous. And, you know, it'll be a, it'll be an event that it won't be forgotten. It'll go on for days, and it'll be canceled after the event ends, uh, indefinitely. And some will compare it to Woodstock, 99. Like, that's how big this event's gonna be of me dropping my merch. Or my wardrobe, rather. My entire wardrobe. It'll be as big as Woodstock 99. The only difference is it's gonna be in... Uh, multiple, eh, one location, I don't think we'll ever have, like, a, or for this particular event, we're not going to have an airstrip or an airfield, but we'll have an entire beach colonized in one location. I'm thinking there's going to be, like, 60,000 attendees, um, maybe 20 medical tents, five porta-potties, uh, three recession stands or concession stands maybe a recession stand as well um, a couple bottles of water for each person a water fountain every quarter mile um, 
first come, first serve. We're doing a three-day drop on the entire wardrobe. Shirts, day one. Long sleeves and jackets, day two. Pants, shorts, day three. And on the final day, it's a four-day event, we're going to drop the shoes and the undergarments, you know, socks, underwear, undershirts on the fourth and final day. The shoes will be the last thing that we drop. But it'll probably be, it'll, it'll, it'll either be on the last event or it will be midday, sort of at the peak of the event is when we'll drop all the shoes. Um, with, in fact, with the, uh, with the, with the, with the tennis shoe strings still intact, we were going to separate the tennis shoe strings from the shoes and then do that separately. We were thinking about dropping those like on the, on the shirt day, which would be the first day of the event, just so we can hype up the crowds to let them know that the shoes are coming and here are the shoestrings to prove it. But we're just gonna we're just gonna include the shoestrings and the shoes. We feel like that would be a, a little bit easier, probably a whole lot easier on the crowd for the production team, the security team, people that are involved. It it, it would be a simpler process, and you know, it, it, I mean, who doesn't want to collect a pair of shoes that doesn't already have the shoestrings included? You know, you tell me you gotta you gotta wait for that first day of them dropping the shirts or us dropping the shirts from the wardrobe, and then to see if you get lucky and actually get a pair of tennis shoe strings that may or may not go in a pair of tennis shoes that you get on the last day. Like, nah, it's just too complicated. We drop the shoes with the undergarments, with the, tw the, the shoe strings intact on the final day, probably at like 12 o'clock. Uh, and then the last thing that will drop wardrobe-wise will probably be belts, uh and maybe a couple watches that's probably the last thing and then obviously the event will come to a close and we'll be handing out um barf soda bacon soda uh fixins is actually sponsoring the uh the final day of the event they didn't want to be associated with uh the other some of the other days events they 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 feel it'd, it'd be better to just represent on the final day and they're gonna be sponsoring the sodas that we will be giving out free of charge you know after after buying a uh, free soda card the, the soda pass card that is it's not it's not that expensive this year it's a $25 soda fast pass card limited to two sodas per individual that has the card so it's pretty good you get, you get a pretty good deal out of it so you get merchandise, you get free uh, barf soda, bacon soda, ranch soda. Uh, I think we have 12 different flavors of soda for the event. And it's it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be as big as Woodstock 99. Um, we can't disclose the exact location and, and beach that we're going to be on until the fall of 2025. Um, so it's it's kind of a bit of ways, you know. It's closer than you think, and it's really fastly approaching, but we'll have updates. You can already pre-order your tickets, and, you know, the tickets aren't that much, considering it's going to be at least 60,000 people. As big as Woodstock 99, it's going to be the last event. Um, I think we're, I think we're asking for only, like, 
$450 this time, which is it's not bad, but they could have been a whole lot more based on what we what we originally had in, in store. It could have been a whole lot more. Okay. It wasn't even going to be... It was, at first, it wasn't going to be just my wardrobe that we're dropping, merch-wise. It was going to be... It was going to be... It was going to be... We had a... We had... We had plans to involve a Goodwill donation little thing, station. You know, the Goodwill donation stations. We were going to get one of those and combine it with my wardrobe that we were also going to drop and combine the two to drop not only the Goodwill donation stuff, but the my wardrobe as well. And that would have that would have easily like that would have doubled the event, and there would have been it, 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 over a hundred thousand people going to the event. And I don't think there's really that much space for a hundred thousand people. The 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 space, the location that we have in mind. But. 60,000, my wardrobe, it's, listen, it's good enough. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, so get your tickets today. This, uh, episode is sponsored by Citrus Flavored Soda. It's one of the better sodas, in my opinion. So yeah, that is, that's something to look forward to in 2025. Just be on the lookout. We'll probably... It'll probably be in, like, July. It'll probably be, like, on, like, July 4th or something, 2025. So yeah, just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Get your tickets today. Everyone's gonna be talking about it, so you can literally ask anybody and they'll already tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about it. I Either I pre-ordered my ticket or I bought my ticket or I'm waiting to buy my ticket. That's what you'll hear. The event's gonna be called... Uh, buy my merch 2025 beach day big beach day wardrobe drop that's the event and uh, you can get check soda at your local Winn-Dixie if you have Winn-Dixie that's where you can find check soda if you're wondering where in fact to get check soda you can get it at Winn-Dixie maybe Walmart but Winn-Dixie is that's where that's where they have check soda. For the most part, that's that's how I'm familiar with it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, how could you forget? It's check soda. It's a dollar ninety nine for a twelve pack. How could you forget? Pretty good though. It was a good soda discussion. Um, things that we just really needed to clear up, and I'm glad we were able to clear most of that stuff up. I mean, it would take days, months. It, it would probably take about a year's worth of research to to gather all the information of Czech soda specifically, and um, just the soda industry in general. And, you know... We might do that. I might have a series coming out sooner than you think about the history and just the way soda was made. And it's enthralling. I don't know if you're familiar with 
Van Carlin's hardcore history. This is hardcore soda history. Soda gets hardcore. A history lesson on sodas. Part one. It's a it's a twenty hour project. And, um, the first sodas to good sodas, bad sodas, legendary sodas, extraordinary sodas, phenomenal sodas. Really all all types of sodas. Especially um bicarbonate water which is just fizzy water which may or may not have been the first soda that is interesting what is the first soda I just want to know at this point we've been talking about soda all podcasts this is the soda podcast and I, I like the direction that it went in it made a five minute topic drag out into over an hour and I'm fine with that. It's it's the Mad Parcel Podcast. Who cares? Honestly. What was the first fast food restaurant? That's actually a good question. I want to know, actually. A&W? No way. Get out of here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A&W is another, it's another brand of root beer as well. No, it's um first fast food restaurant in the world, okay? I'm not I'm not here to talk about Are you kidding me? No way. That Well what came first, Burger King or McDonald's? Obviously obviously McDonald's. I watched The Founder, okay. The Founder is a really good movie. I recommend watching The Founder if you haven't seen The Founder. It's about the guy that founded McDonald's. Just because he found it doesn't mean he made it. He found McDonald's. Um, and it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's got Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec in it. It also has the husband from Fargo, the movie version. Those are the two brothers, the two McDonald brothers. That founded Mc, that that created McDonald's, and then it's got the founder, uh, Michael Keaton. He's the main guy in the movie, and it's a it's a really good movie. It's pretty good, well paced. Uh, the cinematography, the way it's filmed, it's a good movie. Um, it's not too dramatic either. You, th- it's kind of lighthearted. It's, I mean, it is and it's not. It is and it isn't in some parts of the movie but it's not overly dramatic it's not overly like it they don't really overdo it which is kind of nice and it's it's a it's a good like 90 minutes it's about the uh, discovery of McDonald's so i highly recommend it and then they show clips of the actual founder at the end of the movie and you can kind of gain you can kind of express how you feel about the real founder by the end of the movie and then they show you who the real founder like in actual footage and you can either be like eh. by the end of the movie I was like eh, I don't know about this guy eh, he kind of he kind of did him dirty I don't know the original brothers I feel like they should they should have got more credit or or whatever 
Not to spoil anything. It's a good movie. It's been out for a while, though. It's been out for, like, what, five, six, seven years? It's been out for a while. Ten years? Eleven years? Who knows? When did it come out? 2012? 2013? It's a good movie. I'd, I'd highly check it out. But yeah, to answer the question, the age-old question, McDonald's did come first. Burger King... Um... I mean, McDonald's came out in April of 1955, and Burger King, uh, had opened up in December of 1954. Uh, so I guess I was wrong just then. On April 15th, 1955, well, I've... Huh. Okay, so it it, it 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 allegedly Burger King may have may have appeared first, but I mean, my goodness, they were. It's literally just burger places at that point. It's not like the way that they were they run things when they came out. It wasn't even a chain. Or it, it it was different ish at the time. I mean, they expected you to sit in your, your vehicles and eat the food and, or, like, at a, it, it, more like Sonic than any other fast food restaurant to compare. Again, watch the founder, they really go into detail, but the fast food chain that started it all, the first fast food chain, was White Castle. It was the country's first fast food chain, the U.S., uh, and it opened in 1921 in Wichita, Kansas. You did hear me correctly. It was White Castle. White Castle was the first fast food chain in 1921 in Wichita, Kansas. And think about it for just a second. That does make sense. Think about the food of White Castle. It sucks. <laughs> food in 1921 is sucked. No, it 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 had its little burger sliders with onions and mustard. If that doesn't scream 1921, I don't know what does. Hamburgers were known to just have those ingredients. Not just, not, well, that's a White Castle burger. That's a Crystal Burger. That's just a burger slider. Like, no, they were cooked with the onions. That's kind of like a, a thing that they're known for, but... The first burgers, burgers, in America were known to be steamed, kind of. They had this weird steaming thing that they... But they, they were... They weren't really grilled, the first hamburgers. By 1921, they figured out they could they could they could grill it, but they had like a they were steamed burgers, steamed hams. They were steamed hams uh, from that Simpsons meme. And then they would put them they would put the the patties on two slices of white bread with mustard and onion. 
So it makes sense that in 1921, the first fast food chain to open up was a fast food burger joint that had these little sliders with mustard and onions on y'all. So that's the reason why it's standard for places like uh, White Castle and Crystal to have their little burgers to have onions and mustard. Because those were the original ingredients they put on some of the first burgers. Alright, well, White Castle may have been the oldest. Sure. Great. But what were some of the other fast food restaurants at the time? For the 1920s, I... I don't know. I don't know if you could just walk down the street to your local White Castle. I don't know if that's how fast food worked in the 20s. Because Burger King and McDonald's were founded in the 50s. You know? Vehicles were way more accessible. White Castle in 1921? That's, um... That's interesting. Uh... Burger King was allegedly founded in 1953. Sonic was allegedly founded in 1953. Which makes sense for modern uh, fast food. Within modern, I, I mean, old school modern. Jack in the Box was allegedly founded in 1951. They started franchising. They started franchising. They started French. They started a French Revolution. They started franchising in the 70s. Jack in the Box is alright. I've had it like one time. I've had Jack's. Jack's is alright. Dunkin' Donuts. That makes sense. Dunkin' Donuts, uh, founded in 48. Started franchising in 1955. You know, gotta eat your dunk on. Yeah, yeah I, I guess it makes sense to have local bakeries to why not franchise a bakery for morning snacks and breakfast foods really donuts and coffee Duncan just Duncan in and out burger founded in 1948 so that's cool they have their their California style burgers, cheese, tomatoes, lettuce, two patties, special secret sauce, Dairy Queen, founded in 1940. Now that just makes sense. That's very wholesome. It's an ice cream place. You get ice cream, you can get a burger, you can get, you can get french fries. You can get ice cream though. It's Dairy Queen. Started franchising in 1940. McDonald's started franchising in 1955. Allegedly founded in 1940. Some of these dates, I who knows. Richard and Maurice McDonald. Again, it's all described in The Founder. KFC was allegedly founded in 1930 started franchising in 1952. I remember the the colonel himself was on a game show. The real colonel, by the way, was on a real game show where it, it, it was called 
guess like guess who I am guess this person and it was it went on in the 50s and they had the the, the contestants who were like famous entertainment figures at the time or like personalities and they had to guess who the person was that was famous and what they were famous for and the colonel himself was on the show and he was promoting his KFC brand because he had just started franchising not too long before his appearance on that show another cool appearance was uh was the last person and this is just like to be famous for this in and of itself the last person to see Abraham Lincoln alive and the guy was like the dude was like 200 years old he was really he was really freaking old but allegedly he was like four or five or six years old between four five and six years old and he saw Lincoln get assassinated he was at the show that Lincoln was at when he got when he got uh, shot in the shot when he got shot And he was on that show in the 50s. And... I mean, it, it's kind of hard to believe, because, I mean, the dude, it, he's literally a, a disintegrating skeleton on the show, as they're trying to guess. And they're screaming in the guy's ear, We're talking about you! Did you, at some point, do this? Oh, Lincoln gets shot. Terrible. That's great. That's so cool. That's so hip. But there was also interesting characters, such as Harold Lloyd, a famous silent actor, silent movie actor. It was weird hearing his voice because he was in silent movies. Um, Walt Disney, I think, was on there. I think he made an appearance. And, uh, the Colonel. Colonel Sanders. Which is interesting. You know, considering it was a marketing scheme. He went on the show just to promote his KFC brand. And you can get KFC, you get two-piece meal, some gravy, mashed potatoes, and a biscuit. That's the current way. Lemon herb and spices. White Castle. White Castle doesn't sound that bad. I mean, it's alright. It's not the best. I wonder how it tasted in 1920. 21, rather. What did it taste like? Okay. Oh, I, I guess... I, I, I'm... I'm a little distraught. It's saying here that A&W was uh, originally founded... Allegedly founded. 
A&W restaurant, not the A&W root beer. It started as a restaurant, but I'm pretty sure they had root beer for their sodas or whatever. It's, it's 1919 we're talking. That was the year it was founded, but they started franchising in 25. So that's why White Castle's, like, first, because I guess they started franchising. I mean, they're all company-owned, but... A&W seems to be the first that was just out and about. They're all right, I guess. I've never had A&W. I've heard it. I've heard some hit or miss things about it. It's fast food. You know, so like in today's day and age, it's it's fast food. It's not just like, you know, good food or great food. It's all right. You can eat it. And that's pretty much it. A and W. Hmm. A and W. A and sorry, guys. I'm a. Uh... I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really trying to find this show. It's called What's My Line. I found it. What's My Line was a panel game show that ran from 1950 to 1967. Each episode, a panel of celebrity contestants would don some blindfolding goggles and play a form of 20 questions to guess contestants' occupations. It's a good show. It had a lot of old school people that you may or may not have heard of. What's my line? A lot of stuff. A lot of or a lot of a lot of lines. A lot of people. But uh, A and W probably has good food. I've yet to eat at one, and I probably never will. I mean, it's just, eh, it's just not for me. Sounds good, though. Burgers and fries with a root beer. I might actually get at an A&W at, at some point in my life. But maybe I shouldn't. I, I've heard bad things in recent reviews. Um, and, you know, it may, have, it may be the oldest fast food restaurant, but it's not like getting... You know, a burger, fries, and a root beer in 1919. Am I am I right? Or am I right? Can I get a check soda with my meal? No. Okay. What's my line? That's that's where that's the show that featured the Colonel himself, Colonel Sanders, the real Colonel, not not any of these impersonating Colonels that are pretending to be the Colonel. The real Colonel showed up on What's My Line in the 50s to promote KFC. That's not a joke. And the people that were trying to guess what he did had no idea that he was the owner of KFC. They were very confused. Because it's fast food chicken? Yes, that's what it is. I sell fast food chicken. And they were they were asking like genuine questions like you run like fast food? And it's chicken? Yep, well we got chicken legs, chicken breast, we we got eleven herbs and spices. We got we got this, we got that. Hey. Wow. 
Well, good luck to you. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Oh, KFC. KFC's alright. It's not. It's. It is what it is. It's no White Castle, but. It gets the job done whenever you're starving and have been malnutrition fasting for a month without food. Then it gets the job done. So yeah, I think with that being said, that's a good place to end the podcast. When in doubt, eat KFC, ginger snaps, eat all of the stuff that they told you not to eat. For that is the path to eternal youth. Really good show. It was a really good show today. We talked about, I mean, it, it, the topics that were, were discussed. That's just great podcasting. We had a subpar intro with just lavish content throughout the entire thing. And I will say, I think this was the best podcast today. This has been the best podcast today. I mean, there are no words to describe how just good this this podcast is. It's so repulsively good that I get violently ill thinking about how good of a podcast this was. It was good. It was great. So with that being said, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We have a we'll we'll have more we got some more podcasts on the way with actual topics and by actual topics meaning a different topic than you know just soda and fast food so until then peace out have a good one you've been listening to the mad partial podcast tune in next time where we'll be talking about the finer things in life stay tuned <laughs>